Welcome back to our sports podcast. Today we are doing a fantasy football mock draft. I have the two pick. Jason has the 11 pick. So we will describe what it's like to draft at the beginning of the draft, what it's like to draft at the end of the draft. We'll both be talking through our picks. That draft is going to kick off in about four minutes. We're using ESPN.com. In the meantime, we will discuss what's going on in the NBA. Um, yeah, the NBA is set to kick off in Orlando soon, but it seems like more and more players are deciding that that might not be the best option for them. Uh, Avery Bradley uh, was the biggest name recently. Right? I don't think there were... Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein's... Yeah. Oh, well, not like they really had a big not shot anyway, but... Names, but, I mean, I don't even think Avery Bradley was that big of a loss for the Lakers. Um yeah, 16 players, I think, in the NBA right now have corona, and then there's a few that are sitting out. I know Ariza uh, for visitation reasons, some other players because they're, uh, they're having kids. But not, no real big names have dropped out yet, which is good to see. Um, yeah, just looking forward for the season to start. This is good news for all the free agent free agency guys. J.R. Smith, I know, is a guy that's been in the talks to to join the Lakers, possibly reunite with LeBron and uh, yeah. replace the loss of Avery Bradley. Yeah, we'll see where DeMarcus Cousins goes. I mean, several players are out there right now. I, I don't think it changes the dynamic of the playoff. It doesn't, again, no big names. I don't I don't expect any big names to be left out of the, of the season down in Orlando, but it's just worth noting that some players are making the decision to spend the time elsewhere and I mean for a lot of people that you know maybe the NBA season isn't really necessary as we've discussed with Kyrie and Dwight Howard and the talk over Zoom. Davis Bertans sitting out for contract reasons because he's had ACL injuries in his career so um, I don't know I don't see many other players doing that sitting out because he's going to be a free agent and he's going to cash in big since he went off for the Wizards this year. Um, I don't know what your feelings are on that, sitting out for a contract, but I mean, I'm okay with it. Just so he doesn't re-injure? Yeah, he's had two ACL injuries, like, I think, five-plus years ago, but, I mean, why waste an opportunity? To get, he's going to get a huge contract. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how great it looks to other teams when yeah. you decide to sit out. Um, I mean, the Wizards, it's not like they're going to upset any of the top teams, but yeah, they have like they're, they're still like they're a, still in the playoffs. I think it was they had like a point eight percent chance, or some super small number, a chance of even making the playoffs to begin with. So, well, I don't know. Davis Bertans is a shooter, though. I mean, that yeah, he doesn't miss. Yeah, I think he was averaging like fifteen or sixteen off the bench or something like that. It was ridiculous. Crazy. Um, so we've got a minute and a half till draft time. I got the two pick. Um. I've done a few mock drafts so far. I definitely prefer a later pick. I prefer either a top two pick or a late pick. Top two or eight and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our league, we do standard. Uh, there isn't a huge difference from PPR to standard, at least when you're drafting, I don't think, except for a few guys like the James Whites and the... You know the Ongubawales and those, those type of players. Um, yeah. Definitely, receivers will be thought of a little bit higher. Um, but I already usually go receiver, receiver 
in a lot of my drafts in the past. So for me, that doesn't make a difference. With the two pick, I'm taking McCaffrey is a clear number one. So if somebody doesn't take McCaffrey with the number one overall pick, then you got to steal. I think in, in this year, if you are blessed with the number one pick, you've got a clear playoff spot because I think McCaffrey is that much ahead of everyone else. With the two pick, I personally am going to go with Michael Thomas, assuming the first pick is Christian McCaffrey. Michael Thomas obviously led the league in receptions, crushed the NFL record that uh, Marvin Harrison had, led the league in receiving yards. Drew Brees is back. They added Emmanuel Sanders to maybe take some pressure off of Michael Thomas. Um, you know, Michael Thomas is a guy that's frowned upon a lot for capitalizing on small routes, short routes, shallow routes, but it doesn't matter for fantasy. A reception's a reception, yardage is yardage. It doesn't matter how he gets those yards. There's still the same amount of points. So I'm going Michael Thomas, assuming this number one pick, now that the draft has started, is Christian McCaffrey. I also don't really trust... Maybe I would get Zeke if I didn't go with Michael Thomas, but I don't really want Saquon or Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. Definitely don't want Dalvin Cook right now with that number two overall pick. So, yeah. uh, If I have number two pick, I don't know how I would look at it because I think I would go for one of those running backs because I think on the way back up, you could grab a receiver like Kenny Galladay, like Adam Thielen, like Amari Cooper. And I think for a number one, that would be fine. Um, uh, again, I'm not picking second, I'm picking 11th, so my situation is going to be a little bit different. But McCaffrey did go first overall, as expected, so Jackson's up now. Yeah, I'm picking Michael Thomas, and on the way back, we're going to hope... My, my ideal situation would be if one of those early second-round running backs like Nick Chubb or Joe Mixon or Josh Jacobs fall to my pick... Um, if not, I have no problem with going receiver-receiver and taking someone like Kenny Galladay. Um, even Travis Kelsey wouldn't be a bad pick. DJ Moore, who I had last year. I do want to ask you a question about Devontae Adams because he's, I think, second right now for receivers. Yeah, he's second for receivers right now in terms of ranking. Okay. I don't... I think that's a little overvalued. I mean, their passing offense last year was not as potent as it's been in the past. I think Aaron Jones had a huge role in the offense, and I think Matt LaFleur is going to do the same thing as they did last year. I mean, they made the NFC Championship on 13-3, and so no reason to differ. Aaron Rodgers showed a decline last year, missed a ton of passes. I think it was like his lowest um, his lowest completion percentage on, like uh, I think, passes over 20 yards in his career. Um, so I don't think Devontae Adams should be an, the second wide receiver on the board. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, as we say that, Devontae Adams was just picked sixth overall. Yeah, there is um, some auto-drafting going on here. Yeah, but. as it is always with ESPN drafts, especially on Friday at 1 p.m. Um, but, I mean, no, I wouldn't pick Devontae Adams as a second overall receiver. Yeah, You definitely saw the Packers, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, take a different approach to their offensive game. Aaron Rodgers was more of a game manager. He handed the ball off a lot. He wasn't padding his stats like you've seen in the past. So even Aaron Rodgers himself wasn't a great fantasy player. Yet they won 13 games. So the switch that they made last year with Matt LaFleur, it worked. I expect them to go with that again. I don't see – I think Devontae Adams will put together a, a good – 
fantasy season. I just don't see him having a lot of games where he's scoring high in double digits. So I think he's got a pretty low ceiling in my opinion. So I wouldn't pick him as a second receiver. All right, so I'm on the clock now with the 11th pick. And it's a little bit of a tough spot in my opinion. I, I think since I'm coming back really quick for that second round, I think I'm going to end up going wide receiver running back or running back wide receiver looking at this right now. The top available, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Tyreek Hill, but I think end of the first round, it's a high passing offense. He was really good coming off the injury last year, so I'm going to take Tyreek at 11th. I probably would have done the same. And then you are up again. <laughs> Aaron. And Aaron Jones, Mike Evans. So, again, I said I was going to go wide receiver running back, but Godwin's there at 13th. Or I could get Chubb, Mixon, or Jacobs, which are the next three players after that. I don't think I like Nick Chubb this year. I think they're going to go with a more passing approach in Cleveland. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Josh Jacobs because I think the Raiders – are a run-dominant team. Uh, they have a really good offensive line, and I think Jacobs is going to emerge in the pass game more this year, so I like Josh Jacobs. So as I said before, I, I, I like that one-two combo there at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. Uh, I would have liked to see one of those top running backs slide to me, but with auto, all of the auto-drafting, that wasn't really possible. It's gone pretty chalk so far, so... My top available, all five are receivers. DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, and Juju. Um, this is a tough pick, tough spot. You know, if I don't pick a running back here, I want either Kittle or, yeah, well, Kelsey's gone. So I want Kittle with the, the third round pick. So if I don't pick a running back here, I'm going to have to wait till late in the fourth. I don't hate doing that. Yeah, I think there's plenty of running backs there. Yeah, I don't hate doing that. So it's about which receiver I like the most. And I think I would end up – I'm going to end up going with DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah we're going to pick DJ Moore here with the second round. I like, yeah, I like that pick a lot because I think there's a lot of underrated running backs that are a little bit lower this year, like Jordan Howard, um, Le'Veon Bell's 53rd rank. I mean, right. that's a – again, he had a bad year last year, but Le'Veon Bell has a ton of talent, and him being available – at 53 is definitely another steal that you could wait on. I could have gone with Amari Cooper. Um, I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of questionables there. We'll see how CeeDee Lamb fits into the offense. We'll see how Dak does in his contract year. Juju, I don't really – I don't trust coming back from injury. With my sec, my third pick here, I'm going George Kittle. Uh, I like taking tight ends early. I would have taken Kelsey there in the second round if he was available. I don't – hate taking Kittle there in the third. Um, I think you can definitely get away with not taking a tight end early. I don't hate the tight ends at the end if at the end of the draft. Um, but I think there's a lot of value there with, with Kittle there in the third round. All right, so I'm back now because of a lot of the auto-drafting. Uh, Edwards Hilaire, David Johnson, Chris Carson, Lamar Jackson, Cortland Sutton, and Pat Mahomes were the picks after Jackson's. So, again, this is a little bit of a tough spot. Um, I, I don't like Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, or Raheem Mostert, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, but, again, I think this is going to be another scenario where it's wide receiver and another running back. Um, you know, <sighs> <laughs> I, 
I'm going to end up going with James Conner, I think. I would have done the same. Because I like him in the Pittsburgh offense because he does it all, too, with the passing and the running. A little bit injury prone, but I don't like Raheem Mostert, which I'm back up again. <laughs> but I'm not even trying to Raheem Mostert because of the amount of running backs that are in San Fran and how they split their carries, although Matt Breida is gone. But I don't also, I really don't like the wide receivers that are available also AJ Brown, Odell Beckham, Calvin Ridley. But I'm, I'm not a, t- a person that's going to pick a tight end relatively early. I like waiting and getting more position players, um, more skilled receiver positions first. So one player I think that's super undervalued that's going to have a huge year is Robert Woods, and that's who I'm going to take. Um, lot, I mean, they lost Brandon Cooks, who was 72 targets. Uh, or not 72 targets. I think it was 72 catches. Um, but he didn't play an entire season either, so it's going to be him and Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, I think, is the eighth-ranked wide receiver in fantasy like in the last two years or something like that, so I think that's a big steal. Yeah, especially with Brandon Cooks leaving now. I definitely think Jared Goff is going to maybe not return all the way to his NFC champion performances um, from 2018, but I definitely think he'll take a, a step forward this year. Uh, I was definitely looking to take Le'Veon Bell here um, at the end of the fourth round, and someone reached on him earlier in the fourth. Yeah. I have to take a running back with one of these picks. And this is where the problem arises. Now <laughs> you're in the running back territory where it's either going to be a split backfield or like questionable like you're right now top running backs available Melvin Gordon Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Taylor has Marlon Mack in Indianapolis Melvin Gordon has Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman so you're in a tough spot here I'm interested to see what you do uh I took Cooper Cup you just spoke about all the the Rams receivers uh that situation there Cooper Cup at the beginning of last year was I think wide receiver one for a while um I mean I think there's a lot of value there at the end of the fourth round it sucks that now I have three receivers and one tight end, and I have to pick a running back basically here. You've got Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and after that you've got Singletary, David Montgomery. Um, I like the running backs further down in the world. I'm actually, yeah, I, I'm i going to go with uh, David Montgomery here. I like that. It's a reach because this is pick what? You were, it was 52. 50, yeah, 52, and I picked him at, he was, his ranking is 64, but I think I prefer him over guys like Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, guys who are in a very clear split, whereas I think David Montgomery is the better runner over Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen's definitely going to be the better receiver out of the backfield, even though David Montgomery proved to be pretty decent at that last season. Um, uh, otherwise, I would have taken maybe Mark Ingram, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, maybe Cam Akers, Devin Singletary. There's still some decent running backs there at the in in the late fifth round. So I was contemplating taking my quarterback here, and I think there's two really solid ones in Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. But considering they're not up for a while, and a lot of this is auto draft, I'm gonna wait. I think there would be a running quarterbacks maybe before this point. But I like my team so far, and I'm still going to go with position players just to get a ton of talent on the team. And I'm going to end up... Wow. I'm going to end up with Tyler Boyd. Um, I think... I know him and A.J. Green is a little bit of a tough choice, but I think Tyler Boyd's been pretty consistent over the last few years. I like the addition of Joe Burrow a lot, so I don't have any issues with Tyler Boyd. 
in the backup again. So I still I could take AJ Green again if I wanted to, which I don't. Stephon Diggs, Michael Gallup. I don't like Singletary with Zach Moss in Buffalo. Um, I do. Cam Akers is one that I'm looking at because I think he's going to end up taking that backfield in Los Angeles. But I do want to get a tight end before all the good ones are gone. Evan Ingram and Rob Gronkowski are the top ones right now. I, I'm going to pick Ingram. I picked him last year, and he was solid when he wasn't hurt, but he's been hurt a lot in his career. I mean, he's super talented, basically a hybrid tight end, so I'm going to bank on him having a comeback year and not being injured as much. I'm definitely going to have to take another running back here once I'm up in the sixth round. Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, Keyshawn Vaughn, Carrion Johnson – Daryl Henderson, Jordan Howard, those appear to be the top available. I'm now on the clock. I'm not – I don't know how I feel about on Johnson coming off injury, and they just added DeAndre Swift, who I thought was the best running back in the draft. I think I'm going to end up going with Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a guy I really like as a rookie out of Vanderbilt. He was one of my favorite rookies to watch last year – or favorite running backs to watch in college last year. Um Ronald Jones is good. I don't think he's shown enough to have a secure handle on that backfield. I could go Jordan Howard. I don't really trust that. I also see Sony Michelle available with the 82nd pick or with the 82nd. I'm going Sony Michelle now that I, I see that. Um, I don't necessarily like he's got injury issues, but I think that's a. <laughs> What's wrong? Sorry, I got upset. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson both just won. So <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I out of the. I, if I if this was a draft, if this was our draft, I would have taken a quarterback before this because I think the top four. Russell Wilson still is available, which I'd consider taking, but I think it's just a huge drop off after those like five. Yeah, I'm, I'm considering taking Russell Wilson, but I still think there are decent quarterbacks later in the draft. Mm-hmm. Again, being able, since I took receivers crazy early, I don't have to take one here. I can just continue to add depth at running back, and I'm going to go with Keyshawn Vaughn, a guy that I think is going to be very underrated. Might not pad the stats early on in the season, but I think he's going to find a nice niche there in the new Tampa Bay offense with Tom Brady. Moving fast here, already in the seventh round. Um, We'll go back through. Yeah. Um, But, I mean... I've got Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, George Kittle, Cooper Cup as my my top four picks, which is great for the pass catching. Cooper Cup as a flex is phenomenal. Um, The running backs then take a hit, but I think it's worth it. All right, so I'm up right now, and I'm going to end up going with a quarterback here. Um, I prefer taking quarterbacks that have rushing ability. Um, I think it just adds another... It's a dimension to their game that I like watching and that it's it's nice to pick up rushing points and sometimes rushing touchdowns. So that's why I'm not going to go with Brady, although I think Brady's going to have a big year in Bruce Arians' offense. Uh, I don't like Matt Ryan. Wentz has hurt too much for me. I think I'm going to end up going with Josh Allen, and I think that might be a little bit of a stretch considering I don't – a little inaccurate, but I think – that Josh Allen is going to take a step forward this year after they made the playoffs last year. And I, I like I like my pick with Josh Allen. And you're up again. And I'm up again. <laughs> even now. Edelman and Brady win. All right, so again, right now I'm just trying to fill out depth. Uh, Daryl Henderson's the best available. I'm not a huge fan of him because of Cam Akers. And I'm going to end up going with Jordan Howard, who has been super underrated, I feel like, in his career. Kind of got washed out of Chicago 
purely because of Tariq Cohen, I think, um, and then the addition of David Montgomery. But I think Jordan Howard, he's, I think he's going to win that backfield over Matt Burita easily. So I'll take Jordan Howard. Interesting pick. Um, I don't mind waiting for the quarterbacks. Josh Allen in, what is this, the eighth round? Seven. Seventh round, phenomenal value. I too like to take quarterbacks that have some sort of rushing ability, even if it's just the ability to scramble out and get a, a three-yard rushing touchdown. Um, Josh Allen, the only difficulty with that is I think there's a lot of variance week to week yeah. because of the inaccuracies. He's still young and makes t- poor decisions sometimes. So you've got his frequency to turn the ball over. But I do like Josh Allen, especially late. Um, I've still got Carson Wentz, Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow as available quarterbacks. So I don't hate continuing to wait, especially because since so many people have drafted quarterbacks now, they're not really – these guys aren't going to be taken anytime soon. Tariq Cohen, Philip Lindsay, James White, Jameson Crowder – I really like Deontay Johnson, but I would probably prefer to go running back again. Robbie Anderson is still available. Debo Samuel. I don't know why he's ranked so low. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go Philip Lindsay. I think there's a chance that Melvin Gordon doesn't return to what he was with the Chargers. Maybe he gets injured. I think Philip Lindsay is one of the best handcuffs to have especially with what he's done so far in his young NFL career. On the clock again, here I'd like to go receiver because I've now gone with four running backs in a row from David Montgomery, Sony Michelle, Keyshawn Vaughn, and now Philip Lindsay. There are plenty of good receivers available. I like Emmanuel Sanders, but I already have Michael Thomas. John Brown is a great pick. Robbie Anderson is a great pick. I do like Debo Samuel. Again, don't know why he's ranked so low. Um... I like Deontay Johnson as a sleeper, but I don't think I like him this high. I'm personally going to go with John Brown. Um, He was phenomenal last year with the Bills. Josh Allen was able to just float the ball up to him deep down the field. Now you add Stephon Diggs to maybe take some pressure off of him. I think he's going to have a very good year, especially for ninth round value. I do like Deontay Johnson, but I don't know if I'd like him in the ninth round. I thought he was going to be one of my top sleepers this year and his ranking is telling me otherwise. Maybe he's not as much of a sleeper as I thought he would be. Yeah. So we're getting late here. Ninth round out of 16. Uh, you know, I feel like more receivers have gone up than any other position. Um, but, again, not. I don't like the quarterback that, uh, depth that's still here with Breeze, Stafford, Daniel Jones. I mean, I'm all set with Josh Allen. I mean, I'll take another quarterback off the waiver wire when I need to. But I'm on the clock, again, just trying to add depth. And I think I'm going to go – I do like Deontay Johnson a lot. Um, Ruggs is also available. Slate and Preston Williams, Emmanuel Sanders, Robbie Anderson. Ugh, this is weird, dude. This is, this is a weird spot in draft because I don't like any of these wide receivers. <laughs> but I think – I feel like late in the draft, it's not as bad to reach either, though. Yeah, I agreed. And I, I like Deontay Johnson because I think Juju Smith-Schuster uh, gets a ton of attention. But yeah, I'm going to go with Darius Slayton just because I like the connection that he had with uh, Daniel Jones last year. Okay, um, fair. Sterling Shepard will be more of a factor, I think. But I, I like Slayton. And I'm back on the clock. <laughs> Henry Ruggs, Deontay Johnson. Okay, again, yeah, just trying to add depth here. Uh, let's go all positions. 
Let's see, I'm just looking at one of the next running. J.K. Dobbins, ugh, I'm not a fan of that. Latavius Murray, Matt Breida. Yeah, I think running backs are pretty much tapped at this point. Uh, I'm going to make a little bit of a reach here, and it's purely because I don't know what's happening with the Vikings. So I'm going to take Madison, just because I think he's a good trade piece to have for Dalvin Cook handcuff, and I bet he might actually be the starter this year based on what happens with the Dalvin Cook situation. I think it's a good pick. I agree with that evaluation. Um, yeah, there are... I mean, you said you don't like Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray was a phenomenal running back last year. He was playing time. They, I think they realized how underutilized Alvin Kamara was, though, in certain uh, certain. I games. hope they did because I was. Yeah, so he I, was I, criminally I, underutilized. Yeah, I think this is going to be Alvin Kamara breakout here. You see a lot of young receivers here too, between Jerry Judy, um, Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb. I think I'm going to take a flyer on one of those. Jerry Judy was definitely my favorite receiver coming out of the draft. I think he is the best prospect we've seen since Julio Jones, personally. How he fell that much was absurd. I Yeah. It was a great pick by the Broncos, too. Uh, I'm not the biggest believer in Drew Locke. I know a lot of people are, but I mean, I, I think Jerry Judy's got Pro Bowl potential in his rookie season, so I'm going to take Judy back up again. With the running backs we have available, you've got Matt Breda. I don't really think the Dolphins are going to be in position to run the ball much this season. Um, Boston Scott, I don't want him. Tevin Coleman, I think, is, is a decent pick, but there was so much variance with that Niners backfield last year. I think I'm going to end up going with Damian Williams. A lot of people are super high on Edwards Hilaire, and I think Damian Williams was very good in that running back. These last couple seasons came on in the playoffs of 2018, had a great 2019 regular season. He was like uh, drafted between the third and fifth round last year, so I don't think a rookie running back from LSU is going to necessarily take all of his value away. I like his value there in the 11th round. So I'm back up here in the 11th. Uh, I think my bench depth is a little weak with Howard, Slayton, and Madison. I'm not. I'm okay with that because I think Howard and Slayton are undervalued and will be fine. See, I do have Evan Ingram at tight end, which is a little bit of a worry because of his injuries. So I, I, I'm going to take a backup tight end here, and it's a little. I don't. I don't think many people take backup <coughs> tight ends in a fantasy draft because there's always a tight end on the waiver wire. But waiver wire tight ends, I, I mean, they're they're not going to get you more than like four points. They're never projected that much. I'm going to take Hayden Hurst. I mean, Austin Hooper back-to-back -back tight end one campaigns out of Atlanta. Uh, Hayden Hurst is a solid pass catcher. Uh, I think taking him for a backup tight end or eventually maybe even a starting tight end spot is fine. You up again. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Watkins and Coleman. Okay, so I mean... We're at the range where I, I don't I don't want to take Michael Pittman. I don't like Philip Rivers in the Colts offense. Um, not a huge fan of Naheem Hines. He's like third or fourth on that depth chart. Um, what do I need? I need a I need a wide receiver. So let's. Do, I don't know how much time. Jesus. Alshon Jeffrey, Paris Campbell, Fitzgerald, Ayuk, James Washington, Denzel Mims, Cole Beasley. You should, I don't like any of these. I'm just gonna take Pittman, I guess, because he's the best available. I, I, I didn't look at that enough, but. I don't like that pick. <laughs> you don't like your own pick? I don't like the Pittman pick. I don't, there was no wide receiver that I really liked there, though. 
There are a couple wide receivers I have on my eyes. I have five receivers, five running backs. I'm going to take one of each with my next two picks, and then I'll go with quarterback, defense, kicker to wrap this up. Um, with running back, I really like Darrington Evans out of Tennessee. He was great at App State. Um, Derrick Henry's in that contract year. I think that they're going to be using Evans a little bit more now to see what they have behind him, see if they'll be able to move on from Derrick Henry because you know he's going to want a bag. Uh, Receiver-wise, I think I'm going to go a little homer on this pick. Um, I'm going to take Paris Campbell. He was a second-round talent, one of the fastest receivers in the league. He was injured last year. Give him Phillip Rivers, a guy who throws a ball 40 times a game. I like that pick. Uh, I want to check on the quarterbacks really quick to make sure there are a couple guys still available. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> My the guy I, I would take and wouldn't take any quarterbacks beyond him is Jared Goff, and he's now the second best quarterback available because of all the auto drafts. I don't really know where this is going to end up. So you wouldn't take Gardner? Are you he, serious? Yeah, I, I saw some stat that he had like sixteen or more points in like eight of twelve games that he played in, or something like that. Yeah, I mean he started out strong, and I definitely think that there'll be a team that is throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. I think that he's going to have some value running the ball. I don't think Gardner's a bad pick, but I don't think Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback, period. So yeah. I'd rather take Goff. All right, I'm on the clock here. I'm just looking at the last few picks to see if... Oh, I did get taken. I was going to take the 49ers defense. Their ADP was like 86, and we're at like 150 at this point. So, oof. Damn, I was going to end up taking them. That's okay. That's okay. Um... Again, I think it's just adding depth at this point. Um, uh, Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson. I don't know how Josh Kelly's ahead of Justin Jackson in that Chargers backfield for these rankings. Um, I'll, I'll take Justin Jackson. I mean, he, he was good last year with Eckler uh, yeah. when they played, and who knows what happens with Eckler because I don't know if he's going to do in a full-time role, so why not grab him as a backup? Patriots defense, Harrison Butker. All right, I'm not really worried about special teams. I'll take those as my last two picks. Um, I'm gonna end up five of eight, five of eight. So I think I could go with either or a wide receiver or a running back. Um, David Johnson's been hurt a lot recently, a lot. So I think taking Duke Johnson could be warranted again. I think he's the. I mean, he's their pass catching back too, which I like. Uh, could be used as a trade ship probably in uh, some leagues, so I don't mind taking Duke Johnson. Good pick. Um, my guy Darrington Evans is not going to fall back to me due to all the auto picks. Oh, maybe. Actually, he did. All right, cool. Darrington Evans, he's the top available. I think he's a good pick. He had a great year at App State, or a great career at App State. I really think that there's a chance that they ease back on Derrick Henry. I think down the stretch, once you get closer towards the playoff run late in the season they'll be giving Derrick Henry a lot more carries um but I, I think they want to see what they have in Darrington Evans I think that he's going to have some value it might be a uh a guy that you play when your stars are on bye weeks but I mean that's what you're looking for here in the 14th round anyway so I'm going with Evans I'm going to be back up again all I have left is a defense and a kicker here <clears throat> excuse me um, I mean, usually 
seeing that Greg Zerline's available in the 15th round, you usually always capitalize on that. Um, but I think there's more value to taking a defense, handpicking your defense and handpicking your, your kicker. I think I'm going to go with the Bears defense I'm between the Bears and the Saints. The Vikings isn't a bad pick either, but that secondary is still pretty inexperienced. The Bears defense, they're going to single-handedly keep the Bears in the playoff hunt this season. I'm going to pick the Bears defense and then just grab whatever kicker comes back around to me here in the 16th. What's up? What defense? The Saints. The Saints, yeah. yeah. Saints All have right. a very solid defense. Yeah, agreed. I'm going to end up taking Zerline. I mean, I think he's probably the best kicker in the league. I think he has been for a while now. Dallas is going to put up a ton of points this year. No reason not to take Zerline. Yeah, I agree. And then we're back up. Yeah. You got to take a defense now? Yeah, I don't, you know, looking at the Chargers defense, we looked at that earlier. They're going to keep, again, I think they're going to keep them in a ton of games also. Um, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Derwin James, Casey Hayward, Desmond King. They added Linval Joseph, Chris Harris, Kenneth Murray in the first round. I really like the Chargers defense, so I'll take the Chargers defense. And I'm just taking best kicker available. Um, I mean, there's so much variance to kickers week to week that it doesn't really matter which one you're taking. I'm going to take whatever kicker I think is in the best offense. We got Jake Elliott in Philly. That's probably good enough for me. Uh, I like McManus with Denver, uh, especially because I don't know how great that red zone offense will be with Drew Locke. Plus, you got the the high altitude in Denver. I'm going to go with McManus as my kicker. Not really that deep, but... All right, and that's the draft. So my team, from starting with my first pick to my 16th pick, you got Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, George Kittle, Cooper Cup. David Montgomery, Sony Michelle, Keyshawn Vaughn, Philip Lindsay. Then in the ninth round, I had John Brown, Jerry Judy, Damian Williams, Paris Campbell, Jared Goff, Darrington Evans, Bears defense, and Brandon McManus. Right, I just got to find my because I accidentally exited out of that thing. So nice. I can't. <laughs> I'll just go through my team. So I got Josh Allen, uh, Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, Evan Ingram, Tyler Boyd. Chargers defense, Greg Zerline, Jordan Howard, Darius Slayton, Alexander Madison, Caden Hurst, Michael Pittman Jr., Justin Jackson, and Duke Johnson. So let's dissect this a little bit. Uh, we'll start in the first round. I think having the first or second round pick, you can't really, or first or second overall pick, you can't really go wrong. For me, I like Michael Thomas. He's going to continue to get a ton of targets. Um, I, he's in a, a passing offense. I, I think Michael Thomas is just going to continue to pad the stats. He, ever since he came in the league, he's been a monster, um, thousand plus yards every year. I think that's a pretty easy pick. And I think that you can't necessarily go wrong with a guy like Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara. I just think Michael Thomas personally is the safer pick. Um, is that what you would have done with the second overall pick? Yeah, probably. I would have taken, again, in our league, we'd have a little more time to take, uh, make our picks. So I would have taken another look at Saquon, Zeke, probably just those two to see if uh, I like their outlook for this year. I mean, Michael Thomas is easily the best wide receiver in the league, so taking him second overall, I don't, I don't have any issue with that. 
So then, if let's say you have the third overall pick, right? Yeah, I McCaffrey's think. gone, Michael Thomas is gone. Yeah, who, I think it's, you take. I think it's either Saquon or Zeke. Um, I think Dak. I don't know. I, I like. I think the Cowboys look like they're shifting to a more pass-heavy offense. But I mean, drafting CD Lamb kind of shows that, and they have three solid wide receivers, Blake Jarwin at tight end. So I think Zeke kind of gets shuffled, not like, not completely shuffled out, but gets a little more shuffled out. I think Saquon's basically that entire offense okay. in New York, so I'd probably take Saquon three. I think Saquon's injury last year scared me a little bit. Yeah, for sure. They rely on him so heavily that I, I think he's definitely more prone to injury. Yeah. Zeke, they definitely gave him a little bit. They gave him a couple drives off, giving the ball to Tony Pollard, and which I, was, I like. And honestly, that's how I feel with McCaffrey, too. McCaffrey was wearing down at the end of last year because of how much they used him, and it's going to be the same this year. So even if I had the first pick, I would be happy taking McCaffrey, but I'd also have reservations. Um, and I would make sure to get the handcuff to McCaffrey. But I, that's the only reason I'm not really looking. I wouldn't really want number one. I'd be fine at two okay. taking Thomas. Then you had the 11th pick, and you end up with Tyree Kill. It's tough there because you miss out on the top receivers. Michael yeah. Thomas is gone. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Devontae Adams is gone. Julio is gone. So you end up with the fifth-ranked receiver, or at least your fifth-ranked receiver with Tyreek Hill. And I'm not really mad at it because, honestly, Tyreek Hill is the third-ranked um, wide receiver right now in terms of projected points behind Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. I would have been okay if Julio fell to me. At 11, I thought he might get there, he didn't. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill is so fast. I mean, he does so much in that offense besides just playing wide receiver that you can get a ton, you could get points for punt return for a touchdown. You could get some rushing yards out of him. Um, I have no issue taking Tyreek Hill, especially in a pass-heavy offense in Kansas City. Yeah, you could be way behind in your fantasy matchup and all of a sudden you get a 70-yard touchdown from Tyreek Hill. It's just so explosive. Yeah, I he, he keeps, he definitely, you are never out of a matchup in fantasy football when you've got Tyreek Hill on your team. Yeah, so, so cu- all right, sorry for cutting off. No, sorry, so for coming back around, I had the 14th pick because um, of that snake draft. So a lot of the really good running backs are gone at this point. McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Henry Cook. Uh, and then it's basically, it was between, Aaron Jones got taken too. So, the top running backs, like I said, Josh Jacobs, Chubb, Sanders, or Mixon, and I think I think taking Chubb could be warranted. I wouldn't take Miles Sanders, but I just I had Josh Jacobs last year, and he surprised me as a rookie with how much how many carries he got. I think John, I mean John Gruden loves running the ball, old time coach. Um, I really like Jacobs following me here. I, I didn't I had I didn't really know this was my first mock draft, so I didn't really know if Josh Jacobs would have been taken before this, but uh, I'm happy I got him where I did. I probably would have gone running back in your position too after taking Tyree Kill. I think I would have gone with Joe Mixon personally. Um, I think he's a more skilled, more talented running back, but Josh Jacobs is still a great pick. Nick Chubb, you can't go wrong with him either. I think Nick Chubb is one of the most talented running backs in the league. I think out of those four between Jacobs, Chubb, Sanders, Mixon, I think Chubb has the most talent. That Browns offense still worries me. I I don't think the Browns offense has ever been competent. (laughs) Plus, your Kareem Hunt really came on at the end of the uh, season last year. He's still someone there to battle with. Um, I don't think there's – I mean, 
I think taking either Jacobs, Chubb, Sanders, or Mixon, all of them could be warranted at that point. I think they're pretty similar, I think, in terms of how many points they're going to put up this year. So, I just wouldn't go Sanders. Yeah, I wouldn't go, I, that, I wouldn't go Sanders. I think Jacobs, Chubb, and Mixon, I think you could take either three and be fine at that position. I don't think either one would be a reach, um, any of them. But I don't know. I like Jacobs just because of how much they run the ball in uh, Oakland. Or old Las Vegas now. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the 11th pick in the second round, so 23rd overall. I don't love the pick of DJ Moore. I think he's got good value. I don't know if I like second round value. I'd much rather would have had Kenny Galladay, who went one pick before. Yeah. Um, Eckler, I won't. I wouldn't hate at that spot either. I, and again, if if someone like Joe Mixon or Chubb, I don't. I, I don't know about Kenyon Drake, but actually, yeah, even Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, Mixon, Chubb. If one of those guys fell at the end of the second round, I would have snatched them. But other than that, like the best. Available running backs were Edwards Hilaire, David Johnson, Chris Carson. I don't really think they have second round value, so I went with who I thought was the best receiver available, which was DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm a little surprised you didn't take Thielen, because I think Thielen, I mean, Thielen's a clear cut number one in Minnesota. They do run the ball a lot there, but who knows what's happening. Again, this mock draft's early in the season. Uh, who knows what's happening with Dalvin Cook, but I think when Kirk Cousins throws, I mean, other than Justin Jefferson, Thielen's going to get a ton of targets. That's true. Um, I, I wouldn't. I don't think Chris Carson is necessarily a reach for the end of the second round if you didn't have a running back at that point, which you didn't. So I wouldn't. I would have been okay if you took Chris Carson there because I think he gets. He's getting a ton of carries in a run-heavy offense in Seattle. So I wouldn't have mind that pick there. I had Chris Carson the past two seasons, and last season, he discovered his fumbling issues, which was never a problem. Yeah. For him, even in college at Oklahoma State. So, I mean, that was a little bit worrisome. Rashad Penny ended up taking a lot of carries from him before he got injured. Chris Carson himself ended up getting injured. So Rashad Penny is going to, I think, start the year and uh, physically unable to perform less, though. So, I mean, and that's going to, I mean, coming off of that's no easy task. So, I think Carson will have been okay. But. Uh, yeah, I don't hate the pick with Carson. I just. And I, I still don't love DJ Moore with the second round. This is a mock draft, so it's not like this is the team I'm stuck with. But um, I, I still think DJ Moore is a, is a good pick. He's the clear number one target there in Carolina. I think that Teddy Bridgewater has the ability to throw the ball deep down the field. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of targets, and he, he's really good after the catch too. So I don't hate the pick. But then with my third – Round pick. <clears throat> if if you have the ability to take Kelsey or Kittle, I think it's. I don't know if I love taking Kelsey with the second round, late second round. I don't hate it. Early second round, I think there's better value elsewhere. Kittle in the third, I like. Um, outside of Kelsey and Kittle, there's a huge drop off, um, especially if you're gonna go way deep and take a guy like. I don't know. Fan, yeah, Fan, Hawkinson, that whole group there. Um, like Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Brait. I mean, you're hoping there for a touchdown if you yeah. take guys like that. And otherwise, you're maybe going to get three points. And that's a huge hole. Whereas you can easily find you – can, you can plug in your – a guy that would be a third or fourth best running back or receiver – you can throw that guy in at flex and 
you, you'll still have a better chance to, to get three than your tight end that you picked up on waivers. Always hoping for Jack Doyle to somehow get a touchdown. Mm. Um, so I like taking a tight end early. I took George Kittle. He didn't have the year that he had back in 2018, but still had a phenomenal year. He's clearly the spark plug in the Niners offense, clearly the, the guy that that offense is built around, um, revolves around. So I, I like the pick with George Kittle in the third. Otherwise, <clears throat> I would have gone with a running back and taken someone like Chris Carson or David Johnson. Yeah, so going to the end of the third round, um, it was a weird spot because I, I, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes are gone. Mahomes the pick before mine. I think if Mahomes fell to me, I think I would have felt obliged to take him. In the third? In the third, at the end of the third. And I wouldn't have been upset. I mean, him and Lamar Jackson, easily the top two in the league. Um, Mahomes, throw, they, throw ball t- the, uh, they throw the ball a ton in Kansas City. But since he was taken, it was a little weird because I was going either running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back. But I think there was more value in taking a running back because I think there was other receivers I could have been fine with in that beginning of the fourth. So it was between James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and Todd Gurley. Um, I don't like Leonard Fournette. I don't either. Uh, he's been a pain to watch. He's a one-dimensional running back. That's why I don't like him. He wants out of that Jacksonville yeah, offense, again, that, too. I don't like that either. Gurley is a little bit of a weird situation. He was the number one running back two years ago, and knee issues have kind of derailed his career a little bit. So who knows? His knee, they had the physical. His, they said his knee was fine. I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, I think there is a little bit of a lack of running back depth in Atlanta. of Edo Smith, Brian Hill. So Todd Gurley, I think, is going to get a ton of carries and be big in that offense. But I would, I feel much more comfortable taking James Conner, who even with health issues has been solid. There's not really a running back that I'm worried about behind him, maybe other than Anthony McFarland. But James Conner, running, catching, I'll, I, I'm okay with that. I think it was between him, him and Gurley, and I think there's cases for both. But I took Conner. Did he take Robert Woods earlier in the fourth? Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Um, like I've mentioned, they lost Brandon Cooks, ton of targets available. It's him and Cooper Cup. Again, they lost Todd Gurley, so I don't think the running game is going to be as big of a priority for them. So I think they're going to be passing the ball a ton. I think Jared Goff has potential. I mean, he's clearly flash potential when they went to the Super Bowl. But I, I think Robert Woods, who's been really solid the last few years, is just going to have another huge year. I like the pick of Robert Woods. I think I might have gone with Calvin Ridley instead. Yeah, I, I would have been okay with Calvin Ridley. I was contemplating between Calvin Ridley, Odell, and Robert Woods. I'm not and, taking Odell ever again. Yeah, you, you <laughs> take him like every year. But I, I think I quickly eliminated Odell. I, again, Miami, or I'm not Miami, I'm sorry. Atlanta passes the ball a ton. So Calvin Ridley, I think he's going to take a step forward this year. But I don't know. I think Woods is. I, it's, I, don't, I think Woods is the number one wide receiver in the Rams offense over Cooper Cup. So that's probably why I landed on Robert Woods instead of Ridley. I also like Le'Veon Bell with fourth round value. If I hadn't take a, taken a running back, well, I still haven't <laughs> here in the fourth. If Le'Veon Bell fell to me, I for sure would have taken him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Instead, I take Cooper Cup here at the end of the fourth round. Keenan Allen was taking one pick before me. I would have liked Keenan Allen as well. Tyler Lockett was taking three picks before me. I don't think I would have taken Tyler Lockett. A.J. Brown, fourth round. I don't know if I like the value of him in the fourth round. Um, but Cooper Cup, fourth round value, I think is great. You already mentioned the Rams' pass offense. I also ended up taking Jared Goff um, with my 14th round pick or 13th round pick, whatever, because I always like taking quarterbacks late. I like that Rams pass offense. Jared Goff was taken with the first overall pick for a reason. Back in, what was it, 2016, mm-hmm. he was in the MVP conversation back in 2018. He had a phenomenal year. Last year, I think he struggled a little bit. I don't think the Rams offense itself really knew what its identity was with Todd Gurley with his health up in the air. I think the Rams know who they are this season. I think Jared Goff's going to take a step forward. And Cooper Cup, even with Jared Goff's offseason, had a phenomenal year last year. So I like the fourth-round value. Yeah, him and Woods are going to have huge years. There's there's no way around it. Yeah. I mean, they're both going to go off this year, and I think Higby's going to go off at tight end. So, I mean, yeah, I have no issue with Cooper Cup there. The only issue I have is that you don't have a running back in the <laughs> which you do address in the fifth round with your taking of David Montgomery. Yep, David Montgomery, I think, is – I mean, I had him in a couple leagues last year. <laughs> I know you had him in this. I ha- he was the most aggravating running back to watch. <laughs> it was so annoying. Him waiting for stuff uh, for holes. He tried to do the Le'Veon Bell. Never happened. It, it was just a pain to watch him last year. We had a draft really early in August last year because everyone was then going off to college um, in August – and you ended up taking him, what, in, like, the third round, fourth round? It was it, – no, I think it was, like, fifth or sixth. It, it was a little bit of a reach, but it was great value, I thought. And I was super happy with the pick because I ended up doing wide receiver, wide receiver, I believe. I, I was a little stuck on the running backs, kind of like you were. But I was happy with David Montgomery. I thought he was going to be a big part of that offense. Matt Nagy completely botched how they used him last year. I remember the day after the draft, I was offering – DJ Moore and Chris Carson for Chris Godwin and David Montgomery, trying to target David Montgomery, not knowing Chris Godwin was going to be the guy to blow up. Um, David Montgomery, I still think, has talent. I think that, yeah, obviously Nagy had some issues last year. A guy that I follow for fantasy football news is Brad Evans from what he was with Yahoo. I forget where he is now. And David Montgomery was like his child. That was a guy that he invested a ton of stock in. And so it was funny to follow him and see uh, all the the frustration there. I, I He's still the number one running back there, at least in terms of running the ball. I think Trubisky has very little talent throwing the ball. So I think they're going to be trying to run the ball a lot. That O-line is decent. Um, Tariq Cohen doesn't scare me that much because he's only going to be on the field for third downs for the most part. Uh, I there isn't a ton. You're not going to get a star running back with the fifth in the fifth round. So David Montgomery, I think, with where he is, I, I like the value there. Yeah. So under the fifth round, I'm at the point. I have my running backs. I have my wide receivers. So it was between a tight end or a flex. And what I ended up doing, um, yeah. So what I ended up doing was just taking a running back or a receiver that I liked. And I ended up on Tyler Boyd, a little bit risky because A.J. Green's coming back. But I think Joe Burrow makes that offense way better than it was with Dalton. 
I like Tyler Boyd a lot. Super consistent over the last few years. He is, I believe he's a slot, isn't he? I think he's a slot. He can play both. Yeah, he does both. So Joe Burrow gets rid of the ball pretty quick. So I don't, I don't have an issue taking Tyler Boyd. I don't trust Devontae Parker at all. I've, I personally would have taken Devontae Parker. Yeah. I think he's Devontae Parker. I think is a top ten talent yeah, receiver wise. In, the quarterback situation has always been pretty poor. Yeah, he's not the best route runner. He's got phenomenal athleticism and hands. Yeah, um, I think especially if Tua ends up getting some playing time this year, I think Devontae Parker is going to be a steal there at the end of the fifth round. Yeah. Tyler Boyd, I also like though, uh, especially if you've got AJ Green and John Ross healthy on the outside, and then you've got Tyler Boyd at the slot on the inside. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Agreed. And a Joe Burrow air raid offense. Yeah. I think the, the Bengals are going to be padding some fantasy stats this season. Yeah, agreed. And then beginning of the sixth round, I think I had to go with the tight end because if the drop-off is coming, you don't want to end up with, like Jackson said, Brady. <laughs> God forbid, O.J. Howard or somebody <laughs> like that. So I was hoping Darren Waller would get to me. He went the pick before me, which is a little upsetting because I would have loved to have Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs basically taking all the points out of the Raiders' offense. Um, but I had Ingram last year, and when he's healthy, he's really good. I mean, he's really, he's fast for a tight end, does have some drop issues, but, I mean, I liked Ingram last year, and he had this thing where he would be good every other game. He'd go from, like, 17 to 4 to 16 to 3. It was weird, but I just hope he can stay healthy for a full season. A lot of potential. Again, it's a, a little bit of a risky pick, but I think he was the pick at 62. There are a lot of decent picks in between your pick and my pick here in the sixth round. Devin Singletary, I have no problem taking in the sixth round. Great running back value there. You like Cam Akers. I don't, I'm just going to completely stay away from that Rams backfield. Mark Ingram, I think, is, is great value in the sixth round. I know they've got a lot of uh, mouths to feed in that backfield now, drafting J.K. Dobbins to join Justice Hill and Gus Edwards, but Mark Ingram still was a top 10 running back last season with Justice Hill and um, Gus Edwards and even Lamar Jackson running the ball a lot. A.J. Green was then taken in the sixth. I don't know how I feel about Kareem Hunt in the sixth round. I think I think we're going to use him more this year. Um, he really came on at the end, of, the end of the season last year. I don't necessarily think it'll be a, like a split, but I do think that Kareem Hunt is going to get carries. He's going to get targets out of the backfield. If I was at 71 and I was picking between Hunt and Michelle, I would take Hunt. But since he wasn't there, you ended up on Sony Michelle. I ended up on Sony Michelle. I am a Pats fan, and I'm not the biggest fan of Sony Michelle personally for, for my team. I think that he had a good rookie season. I think last season he kind of regressed a little bit. Uh, he, he's not great at finding the hole. I don't think he breaks tackles a ton. Um, Sony Michelle, I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's the end of the sixth round. You're turning on to the seventh round. The fact that you, you still got a team's number one running back here is great. I know James White takes a lot of touches, but that's more in the receiving game. You don't have Tom Brady there anymore to be throwing those checkdowns. You've got Jarrett Stidham. I don't know how that offense is going to change. I think they're going to run the ball more. They've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. Sonny Michel, for me, is always going to be a cursed name since they took him with the 31st overall pick, and then Lamar Jackson was taken 32nd, who I really, really wanted for the for the Patriots. Um, imagine. <laughs> imagine? Was, was 
Was Sony Michelle your first running back? No, He's David been... Montgomery. David Montgomery, that's right. So now I've got Montgomery and Michelle. So two running backs, one in the fifth round, one in the sixth round, but you still have guys who are the number one running backs on their teams. Mm-hmm. So it, obviously you don't have star talent, but you can still wait on the running backs and get guys who are productive. So I don't hate taking receiver, receiver, tight end, receiver, and then being stuck because you're not really stuck. You still got guys that are going to be productive for their, their value. I then have the second pick in the seventh round. I'm going to go running back again. I think looking back, I would have preferred to take quarterback, especially with all the auto drafting. The quarterbacks really just flew. I would have liked to take Russell Wilson here in the seventh. I think that would have been a much better value than taking Keyshawn Vaughn, even Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. I would have liked taking any of those guys in the seventh round. So looking back, I think this is a good spot for a quarterback. Instead, I felt like my running back depth was more important. I am a big believer in Keyshawn Vaughn this season. It was so fun to watch at Vanderbilt. The Buccaneers' backfield is up for grabs. I wasn't impressed with Ronald Jones. I think he showed flashes, but this is a team that's going to be making a playoff run and hopefully pushing towards a Super Bowl. I don't think that they're just going going. They're going to clearly go with the best guy, and I think Keyshawn Vaughn has more talent than Ronald Jones. He's got more versatility. I think even though they'll be splitting for a lot of the season, I think Keyshawn Vaughn is a good pick in the seventh round. Yeah, I personally like Ronald Jones a little bit more, um, but I have no issue taking Keyshawn Vaughn there because I think he's he's definitely, him or carry on, best running backs available at that point. But so we're at the end of the seventh, and it's the 83rd pick, and I have all my skilled position players taken for start it, for starters. And I'm looking at quarterback. If I was, see, I think it's a little bit different because if, we were drafting in our league. There would be that run of Lamar Jackson and Mahomes and probably the third round like it was in this, but I think there probably would have been a huge run in quarterbacks at that point in our league by some people. So, but in here, it, it was another four rounds until Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray eventually were taken. I would have, I was hoping that, I was, ta- I was taking Ingram at 62. I was hoping that Deshaun Watson or Murray would fall to me at the end of the seventh. I guess it's a little wishful thinking, but I would have loved to have Kyler Murray probably more than uh, Deshaun Watson. Me too. Um, I had Kyler Murray last year, and it never felt like he was doing that good, but I guess he finished eighth in quarterbacks <laughs> last year. Um, so I, didn't, I think Josh Allen was maybe a little bit of a reach. I should have probably taken Tom Brady. And it would have been fine with Tom Brady, especially because they're going to just pass a ton in Bruce Arians' offense. But, I, again, I've said I like quarterbacks that have rushing ability. Josh Allen, probably one of the best um, in terms of running quarterbacks. So I have no issue taking Josh Allen there. Yeah, so Josh Allen at 83, maybe a reach. I don't know what your feelings are on that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried to give my brief opinion on him during the draft. Um, Josh Allen is the worst thrower accuracy-wise that I've seen in the NFL in a long time. I think that he's going to continue to progress. He's going to get better at that. Um, but I, he's a guy who will throw a wide receiver screen and miss the guy by 10 yards. <laughs> and, and that's no exaggeration. Yeah. And, I was hoping that he'd show some progress from his rookie year to his sophomore year. I didn't really see that. 
accurate. I'm talking just purely based on accuracy. Um, he was still able. To, he, he was better at leading an offense. He was more vocal, better leader. Um, he's still great running the ball. He's got probably the best arm strength in the league. Maybe Matt Stafford, but Matt Stafford's also getting older. So I, I think Josh Allen's got the best arm strength. So there's a lot of potential there. I, we'll see, especially in this ex- sort of extended off season. I just don't know if he's going to make that jump to be more accurate. But even without with the accuracy issues, he was a top 10 quarterback last season. It's just too much variance for me in, in the quarterback position. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I want a guy who I can trust to have a floor of 16 points at quarterback. Yeah. And I don't know if Josh Allen's going to do that for me. But in the seventh round, I don't hate it. Yeah, looking back, I, might have, I should have probably taken Brady. But I don't know. Maybe Josh Allen takes a big step forward this year. I think it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I'd like like to see it. I mean, actually, I wouldn't like to see it happen as a Pats fan. But Uh, um, I like the Bills, too, as an overall team. So I think the addition of Stephon Diggs is big. Um, So you would still take Brady over Aaron Rodgers over Matt Ryan? Probably, because I think that Bruce Arians' offense is going to – I just love the Bruce Arians' offense in general. mm -hmm. Uh, I would be fine taking Matt – I wouldn't take Aaron Rodgers – I would Matt Ryan. I'd be okay with, but again, I like the. <laughs> I'm a sucker for the rushing ability of a quarterback. That's why I always took Cam Newton. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I took Allen. I'm fine taking Allen over those two. But coming back in the eighth round with the 86th pick, it's basically at the point where you're trying to find value for bench players that could take off. And I think one of those players this year is Jordan Howard. It's him and Breida in that Miami backfield. Jordan Howard was ranked 76th overall. I took him at 86, so a little bit of a value play there. Uh, again, Jordan Howard, I said, got kicked out of Chicago because of Cohen and Montgomery, kicked out of Philadelphia because of that loaded backfield. And I like him landing in Miami. I think Miami's going to be way more competitive this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe establishing a running game is going to be – big for them, because I don't think Kenny Drake was getting it done last year in Miami, and then they used uh, Kalen Balazs for a little bit. Oh, he was horrible. Jesus. (laughs) So, I like Jordan Howard. Matt Breida is more of that fast running back. I like Jordan Howard as the kind of ground and pound guy. I think he had, like... I think he's going to get you 10 touches a game. I think he's going to get more. I could see him getting 12 to 15 touches a game. He's their goal line running back, clearly. Uh, and if they're going to be competitive, like I think they are, I, I, I like Jordan Howard a lot, getting maybe nine, eight or nine points a game, maybe ten. And for a bench running back, I'm okay with that. I can plug him in for a flex if I don't like Boyd during a week. Yeah, that's strong. So I, I like Howard a lot there. It surprised me to see Brandon Cooks being evaluated as eighth round value. Yeah, especially since he's the number one and. Texans offense. He's he's got a good quarterback. Yeah, it depends how you look at it. You could say, oh, Fuller's the number one because of the connection. I think Cooks is the more well-rounded wide receiver, though. Yeah, I think he's he's the number one, no doubt. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know how I feel about him being projected as an eighth-round player. I think that's good value as an eighth-round player. I mean, at that point, he's your flex or your third wide receiver on your bench. So I think that's great value. I didn't have the chance to take him. Plus, I would still like to continue to establish running back depth after going so wide receiver heavy at the beginning. I still don't have a quarterback, but at this point, Carson Wentz is the only guy that's going to be taken 
eighth or ninth round. And I would not touch him with a ten foot pole. Nope, <laughs> I don't trust that with with his injury history. I do. I do like Wentz throwing the ball. I think he has a big arm. Mm-hmm. He's very talented. That game against the Redskins in Week One, where they had that comeback. I mean, he was just airing out balls to Deshaun Jackson, and I thought it was really cool. But too many the injuries. I don't like. I think they have a strong backfield with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders, so I'm, I'm glad you didn't take Carson Wentz. And I like who you landed on, on Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I like Philip Lindsay. Um, you've got two different scenarios here. One is Melvin Gordon is the Melvin Gordon we saw with the Chargers last year, which was a productive running back. But even with Melvin Gordon being a productive running back last year, Austin Eckler still had a phenomenal fantasy uh, season. Um, he was the number one running back while Melvin Gordon was out. Melvin Gordon came back, and Eckler still took off. And they split carries, and Eckler still was a, an RB2 at that point at the, at the worst. So I think even if Melvin Gordon is what the Broncos hope he is, Philip Lindsay's still going to have a productive season. Yeah. And I also think he's going to be one of the most valuable handcuffs, I think, Melvin Gordon has a chance to go down, and Phil Lindsay has shown a ton of productivity in in these first two seasons of his NFL career. I like the value there in the in the eighth round. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of the lack of respect that Phil Lindsay gets. Uh, two back to back years of a thousand rushing yards as a rookie, and then as a second year, that's really I mean that's crazy. Right. Um, and still, he's, and he still has to split carries with Royce Freeman, and now he's going to split with Melvin Gordon. I don't understand why they just don't go with Philip Lindsay. Royce Freeman is not the running back that Philip Lindsay is. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I like Philip Lindsay. I hope they finally realize that he is a number one running back for a team and end up just using him purely. So with my next pick, we're going to look at quarterback again real quick because I don't pick. I have the 98th pick, and I don't pick again until – 119. The only guys that went between those two picks were Drew Brees and, again, Carson Wentz I'm not taking. So, and Drew Brees almost snuck to me. I don't think there's a huge drop-off between Drew Brees and the guys later on on the list, so I'm okay with waiting on a quarterback. I'm going to take the best flex available for me. It was John Brown, a guy who had a great season with Josh Allen last year in his first season with the Bills and a guy who's only going to improve now that you've got Stephon Diggs to take some of the pressure off. They're going to continue to establish that running game with Singletary and Zach Moss. Josh Allen's going to improve, hopefully. Um, And even with Josh Allen's accuracy last year, John Brown still had a great season, 147 fantasy points. Um, For some reason, he's projected 40 less this season. So I, I don't see that happening. I like John Brown as a ninth-round flyer. Yeah, I mean, it's because they add Stefan Diggs, so I think they're just expecting him to take away some of John Brown's targets, which will happen, but right. I mean, John Brown has been solid. I think he has good um, rapport with Josh Allen, so I like John Brown there. He fits his game well, I think. Agreed. And I'm at 107, and again, I'm taking depth players at this position. I like my starters. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm just trying to find players that I think um, – could break out or solid players from last year that I think will take a step forward. And I ended up on Darius Slayton. And looking back on it, I'm glad this is a mock draft because I'd much rather would have gone with Deontay Johnson. Okay. Or Preston Williams, even Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I would have, but you know, Darius Slayton had really good, like I said, rapport with Daniel Jones. 
He is behind. I don't know if he's behind Golden Tate. He might be ahead of Golden Tate, but he's surely behind Sterling Shepard. But I'm just playing on the fact that Slayton was good with Jones, and hopefully they can take a step forward there. And then I come right back at pick 110, and again, I'm at the ballot. I'm just picking for value at this point, and I think I could have taken another wide receiver and been fine with it, but I we've talked about this in previous podcasts. I love the Minnesota backfield, and I really I like Dalvin Cook a lot, but who knows what happens with the contract. And I think you said Phil Lindsay is a handcuff. I think Alexander Madison's right up there with him in terms of handcuffs. And if he's a starter, Alexander Madison, could I, I would easily put him in there for Tyler Boyd and be fine. Yeah, I think if if it's August and we do still don't know the Dalvin Cook situation, I think Madison will be at the worst a sixth round pick. Yeah, getting a, getting him at, at this point in round ten is purely because we're early in the football season, and who knows what happens with Dalvin Cook. But if this was my real team, I would be fine taking Alexander Madison as that handcuff to Dalvin. He's a great trade uh, trade piece to have, too. I think if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, Madison's an RB1, in my opinion. Yeah, he's up there for sure. And I, I mean, like I said, I'm putting, him in, I'm putting him in there for Boyd and being perfectly happy doing so. Yeah, I think great value even early in the year. I think great value uh, 10th round. I think his value will continue to go up until we finalize the Dalvin Cook news there. In between our two picks, you've got guys like Robbie Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders, Curtis Samuel, Deshaun Jackson, good receivers going off the board. J.K. Dobbins and Latavius Murray, I think those both of those guys have good value in the 10th round. Mark Ingram, I expect to regress at some point. He's getting pretty old now in his career. J.K. Dobbins, I expect to eventually, I don't know if it's going to be this season, probably not, but eventually take on the starting role there in Baltimore. At this point, it's a 10th round, and I'd want a rookie flyer. And personally, Jerry Judy is just a guy that uh, he is my favorite receiver to come out of the draft in years. But I, I said since Julio, I think it probably is since Julio. He's just got incredible talent. Um, crazy after the catch. He's not crazy fast, but he's so That's good nice. after the catch <laughs> just because he can make crazy cuts. Um, some of the jukes he's able to pull off are incredible. He puts his, his knees and legs in positions that are unimaginable. Best route runner I've seen. He's going to enter the league and already be a top five route runner in the league. And he's got perfect hands. Yeah. He's going to be in that Drew Locke offense. And he's not the number one guy. You've got Cortland Sutton. And you've got KJ Hamler. You've got um, Deshaun Hamilton. So I... I think that he's going to have a decent amount of targets, and he's not going to be a guy that defenses are going to key in on. I like him as a 10th-round flyer. Then Mike Williams and Nikhil Harry go off the board. I'm here in the 11th round. I take Damian Williams. He was my best flex available. It's a bit of a, a small reach, but the, the big risk there is we'll see what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can do. I think that Edwards Hilaire is going to have a big role, but I think he's mostly going to be a receiving back. The issue is that the Chiefs primarily throw the ball, but they're going to be ahead in a lot of a game, a lot of games. They're not going to be pushing Edwards Hilaire in there at the end of the games. I think Damian Williams is going to be a guy who is going to explode against the bottom of the AFC when the when the Chiefs um, play some crappy teams, and even in in 
good games, even in competitive games, I still think he's going to get um, close to 10 touches a game. I think Damian Williams is a guy who has shown flashes his last two seasons, and I don't expect the addition of Edwards Hilaire to completely take away his value. So in between the Damian Williams pick and my pick at 131, players that I would have taken that got picked, Justin Jefferson, Rashad Perriman, probably Jalen Rager, would have been players I would have taken at 131. But with my pick, I didn't really, this, I didn't really know what to do. I mean, going again for depth would have been fine. But like I said, I, I, don't, I have reservations about Evan Ingram. He's been injured his entire career. Sports Illustrated did say that he this could be a potential first time Pro Bowl for him this year, is what they think. Uh, hopefully that's the case, but this is definitely a prove-it year for him. And three or four games into the year, if he has an injury or is not really showing up, I I don't want to go to the waiver wire for a tight end. So I loved I, I like the Hayden Hurst pick at 131 going from Baltimore where there was Andrews in front of him to where he's now the clear-cut number one tight end. I mean, Austin Hooper, back-to-back tight end one campaigns the last two years. So picking a tight end in the Atlanta system, I don't think you can go wrong there. So that was my 131st. He was a first-round pick with Baltimore. Right, so he's got untapped talent. He just hasn't yeah. been utilized. So Correct. Yeah, yeah I think he's going he's gonna to blossom there with the Falcons too. Agreed. Watkins and Coleman go... After that, and then I'm up again at 134 in round 12. And I mean, at this point, I'm taking that rookie flyer also. And I took Michael Pittman Jr. in Indianapolis. I don't like the Indianapolis passing offense. I kind of got low on time with the pick, so <laughs> it kind of, I kind of, I didn't kind of force myself into taking him. So looking back, who would you have taken instead? If I had more time, I may, looking at the next few picks, probably him. I might have taken Renfro. Okay. Um, Maybe Alshon Jeffrey, but I'm okay with Michael Pittman. I mean, fast wide receiver, big wide receiver, can high point the ball. Uh, behind Ty, who's had, he's getting old, had some injuries. I just don't know what Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers did like to throw up the ball to Mike Williams and tell him to go catch it. So <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Hope, yeah, hopefully Michael Pittman can do the same. Uh, at this point, Matt Stafford is off the board. He just went three picks before me. I would have taken Matt Stafford with this pick. Daniel Jones went one pick before me, not taking Daniel Jones. So I don't really want Roethlisberger, and I expect Goff to be available at the next turn. So I'm going to go with my best flex available. As an Ohio State fan, Paris Campbell is a favorite player of mine. He was drafted in the second round purely based off of his route running ability and his speed. He's got decent hands. He was injured for almost all of last season, so we still haven't really gotten to see what he'll, what, how his speed will match up against guys in the NFL. Um, but Phillip Rivers, I feel like, is a guy that likes to throw the short passes and let receivers make plays for him. That's not what he does all the time, but he can do that and did it a lot with Keenan Allen. Uh, Paris Campbell is faster than Keenan Allen. I don't know if he's got the same route running ability, but I think oftentimes you will see in this upcoming season, assuming Paris Campbell resumes his usual health, drag routes, screens, slants to Paris Campbell, and and we'll see if he can get an open field and make a guy miss and off to the races. And I think um, 
with the what is this twelfth round? I think there's decent decent enough value there for Paris Campbell. Yeah, agree. Thirteenth round, I gotta get a quarterback. If I don't take Jared Goff here, and he's taken between now and my next pick, I will be stuck with <laughs> Baker, <laughs> Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. I needed a quarterback, and now it's just like the third time we're talking about Jared Goff. I'm a big believer in Jared Goff. Um, again, I would have liked to take a guy like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray if he was available in the seventh round. Jared Goff in the 13th round I think is a good compromise. Um, I, I don't trust anyone after Jared Goff. So I had to take him here in the 13th. We'll run through these last few picks pretty quickly because these are just basically bottom of the bench players and then special teams and defense. Uh, with my 13th round pick, I ended up taking Justin Jackson. Uh, again, I think that's just a handcuff to Eckler. Um, again, Justin Jackson, more of the running back guy, I think more of the actual runner. Paul Eckler, who has shown flashes that he can run, which is completely surprising, but Eckler is really known for pass catching. So I don't mind taking Justin Jackson there. And then round 14, 158. Duke Johnson, I feel like he's just been completely underutilized in his entire career, sending back from Cleveland. Um, I thought he was good last year, complimenting Carlos Hyde in Houston. And with the addition of David Johnson, who ha has that pass catching ability, but I worry about David Johnson's health. So taking Duke Johnson as a handcuff, and again, potential trade piece, I'm fine taking him in the 14th round. I think it's a good pick too. I really like Darrington Evans. I already spoke a bit on him. Um, there, there is a chance that they just the Titans just bury Derrick Henry into the ground this year and, and move on from him. And you know maybe if the Titans don't plan on re-signing him, they're just gonna use him as much as as much as they can because they're not gonna worry about his health afterwards because this is his last year with them. I don't know what the Titans are gonna do, but I expect them to explore the options they have beyond Derrick Henry. I think Darrington Evans is a very serviceable running back. I think he's a good flyer here in the 14th round. Especially because Derek Henry could leave after this year, so. Right. Derek yeah, he could leave on his own. Yeah. Right, you're right. So I like that Derek Henry's better. And then we've got, for me, defense and kicker. I always leave defense and kicker for my last two rounds. If you don't do that, I think you're a chump. Bears defense there with the 15th pick, or 15th round pick. Again, the Bears defense has been one of the best in the league the past few years. They've got a phenomenal secondary led by Eddie Jackson. Um, that D-line has, a, has a, at least in the interior it's really strong and their linebackers are young and fast so I do like that Bears defense and then I'll just go to my kicker real quick Brandon McManus I mean high altitude in Denver <laughs> I was about to be one of those chumps taking the 49ers defense in the 13th or 14th round which I think actually would have been a fine pick that, yeah that's not they're quite creators at that point most defenses you're just hoping will basically stay above like 5 or 6 like not lose too many points. I think 49ers will actually create points. I mean, they're going to get – even losing to Forrest Buckner, Javon Kinlaw. I'm talking a lot about the 49ers defense. I didn't get them. I ended up on the Chargers defense, which I'm fine with. Um, again, I, defense – I don't think defenses lose games as much as people think. Um, I like the Chargers defense. Joey Bosa, Linval Joseph, Kenneth Murray, Derwin James – a lot of solid players there, so I'm not I'm not upset with the Chargers defense. And then for my kicker, I ended up on Greg the Leg. <laughs> Third leg, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I like I like the Chargers D. I think they've got great pass rushing. 
and they've got one of the best secondaries in the league. The only thing that scares me is that they're going to have to go up against Mahomes yeah. twice, which yeah. sucks. And I think but. with Greg Zerlein, um, Maher missed a ton of kicks there. He was terrible. So, and he had he still had a decent amount of points. So I think that Greg will make more of those kicks. I think I think the Dallas kicker is an easy pick there. So we still got a while before our fantasy football season starts maybe six weeks, seven weeks before our league actually drafts, and then um, maybe we'll do one uh, as we approach the season. Um, but this is a way too early mock draft. Let us know what you think, where, what you would have done in our positions. Thank you for listening, and uh, join us next week.